Welcome, everybody, to The Psychologists Are In. I am Maggie Lawson. And I'm her podcast partner in crime, Timothy Elmondson. And this week, we are doing something we have never done before. We are branching out of our psych bubble and talking about America's favorite movie, widely known for being snubbed at the Oscars. It was recently St. Patrick's Day, and it's only fair that we talk about the movie that carries the holiday. That's right. We're talking about Luck of the Irish. Enjoy. to say is like I, I I first off my mouth was like this the whole time I was literally <laughs> like what is happening when you come out and do the like thing on the stage and the thing on the thing the okay, thing on, on the thing um, the dance so on very, the stage I have a very important question to ask you what Margaret Cassidy Lawson which I was thinking in your full name because it's such an Irish name oh it is an Irish name and this is for our Irish day so yes we have That's to right, wait, my, my, I... my Guinness swag yes I love it so much I, yeah, I the, do the nice people at Guinness uh, sent me a little uh, swag box yesterday which I was um love that super, super sweet of them so Maggie Margaret Cassidy Lawson Timothy I have a very what important is your middle question. name wait what is Michael. your middle name Michael Michael yeah Timothy, Timothy Michael Timothy Michael Omenson. So, uh, well, Maloney on the, uh, yeah, but uh, it's Maloney on the dad's side. But so here's the, the very important question I have to ask you that I never thought I would ever ask you this in a million years. You ready? <laughs> yeah. Margaret. Yes. Are yes, you Tim- ready? Yes, Timothy. To, to help me. Hoity, 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 hoity. The shit out of this very special, <laughs> weird bonus podcast episode we're doing. It's so weird and I love it so much and I've never been more ready for anything in my life. I'm so excited. Um, Tim, oh my gosh. You guys, we are talking about Luck of the Irish for St. Patrick's Day. Okay, confession. I have seen some of the scenes, but I had never seen the whole movie. You guys, you you can't take your eyes off this movie. I couldn't take my, I was like, wait, what is happening? What is the what? What? Oh. And now they're a leprechaun and Tim's river dancing on stage, and he looks like a king. You look. I mean, it was so good. Huh. Anyway, so I was absolutely. We were texting yesterday, and you were like, "I don't know. I forget what you said." And I was like, "Are you insane? Your accent, your commitment to this character, Seamus." Is Seamus McTiernan, the saint of the step, McTiernan. for those of you who are not aware. So I've always been, full disclosure, I've always been a little um, shy of this movie because I didn't think I was that great in it. Oh. I mean, it was one of those things where, like, you get, a, you get a TV movie and you have, like, a week to prepare, so, but we'll get into all those details in a moment. I completely- So I'm watching it back yeah. uh, last night and taking my, my very professional notes for this yeah. very special episode. I was like, oh, this isn't as horrible as I thought it was. Not only is it not horrible, Tim, like your crystal blue eyes. Sorry. They've never been more blue and more crystal in this movie. Um, well, it, helped, it helps that my hair was jet black, which I'll get your, into in a second. Your hair was jet black. I want to hear about that. Um, but the commitment you have. Okay. Saw a couple Lassiter faces. I'm not going to lie. There were like a couple of expressions. And I was like, oh, he got to like hoity hoity hone that that look there's like one moment where you're really angry and you turn around and it's a close-up of your face and your nostrils are flaring just the slightest (laughs) bit just like Lassiter and I was just like there he is there he is little did we know that was going to be the face that was going to be the face of Detective Lassiter this was 
2001, yeah. long before the glory of psych days. Yeah. I was a mere 32-year-old lad. I was cons- I was working consistently on Judging Amy at the time, recurring on that show. Yeah. When this movie came along. And it was just like kind of the first, I mean, it was it's, it's a Disney Channel movie. So it was, like, it was the first kind of big movie I got, like a consistent large role in it. So I was very excited. And um, yeah, the best thing, if an actor sort of in a recurring role who can't quite get a bump up to it, like a series regular, the best thing to do is be unavailable. So I was very excited when this job came because I was going to be gone and couldn't do, not available to judging me for like two weeks. And um, they didn't really seem to care. It's not like they suddenly, <laughs> I got back from this minute, like, thank God you're here. We finally have to make you a season regular because that didn't happen for another six seasons. I see. You thought it would be the kind of thing where you could like, they're going to, they're going to realize the empty hole that's left when you're gone. And you're exactly. going to come back. No, I get it. You were on Judging Amy for a long time before they, uh, did they ever make you a regular? They did. They made me regular on the last season. On the last season. So, I, ended up doing, I think I'd done 90 episodes before they finally gave me the bump. <gasps> you really did your time. I get it. There is a thing for all, the, all you listeners. Um, there is a little bit of a thing that happens in Hollywood. And I hate to like put these things out there of like, games or, you know, playing into manipulations or anything like that. But there is a weird thing that happens when you're unavailable that everybody wants you. So like you, even if you're just like, I'm going to take a trip for a few days. For me, the majority of jobs I feel like I've gotten have come when I'm like going on a trip. I'm out of town. It's like Hollywood can sense when you have forgotten them a little bit. And you're right in thinking like, oh, you had to ask for some time off naturally that would make you more attractive because you're doing something else and also no, they're going like to miss they want you. What they, yeah. Like anybody, they want what they can have. A hundred percent. I think I said, I think it was at a, a party or something with um like a, a, a cast party or an event party and yeah. for the show. And I said to one of the directors like, Hey, I'm getting ready to go do this thing. This Disney Channel movie and, and waiting for the, hoping the producer was going to be like, no, you can't go. We need you. And he went, Oh, those are great. My kids love those. <sighs> <laughs> and I uh, in the back of my head, I just hear like sad people, wah, wah. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. Okay. So you get this, so you get this movie and it's kind of a, you know, it's a, it's a big deal. You have a big part and you think judging Amy's going to be like, yes, Tim, you, you, you know, don't go do this movie. We, we want to make you a regular. Um, yeah. Here's, here's the series regular contract I've been wanting to give you. Yeah. And that didn't so happen, I get this jo- but okay. But so I load up my, um, my like late nineties Jeep Cherokee. Yes. A, put my, my mountain bike in the back and I drive to Salt Lake city. Yeah. This is like pre, um, GPS, good old, go to, go to AAA, get roadmaps and like figure out how to get to Salt Lake city from where I'm going. So I, I stopped him. I spent the night in Vegas. Of course I did. Cause that seemed like an easy sort of spend the night point. Yeah. And then, um, woke up the next day. Couldn't find crazy taxi driver. Crazy, crazy driver slot machine. But, um, and then I went to Utah. Had never been to Utah before. And I hit, I hit Zion National Park right at sunset and was like, what in God's green earth? This is amazing, beautiful, beautiful land. Yeah. Literally like one of the most beautiful places I'd ever seen in the world. Stood on top of my Jeep, just taking pictures around because it was just, I was gobsmacked with how beautiful this place was. So I get to Salt Lake City and um, I get with my mountain bike. And it's the same mountain bike I brought with me to, um, to season one of Psych that eventually got ripped off near, got jacked near Kitsilano. <laughs> I remember. Because then I knew I was somebody, taking it back to psych, we'll try and go full circle as much as I can here. Because you're not, you're not a true person in Vancouver until you've had a bike stolen. <laughs> That's true, actually. You're not a true Vancouverite. So I had a place that had a really nice trek with um, 
the bike that I eventually wiped out and broke my collarbone on mm. with. This was directed by Paul Hohen, by the way. I couldn't say that. So within like the first couple of moments of the movie, they set up very nicely. The mother says to um, Ryan Merriman, our, our lead, Kyle, don't forget your lucky coin. Which, by the way, the drinking game on the show is, on this episode, this movie is, every time you hear the word coin or lucky coin, you do a shot of whatever type of whiskey you'd want. At the time, for me, it would have been Jameson. But you drink it up, so you will be hand-dammered very quickly. So very early on, we see the character of Bonnie, played by the um, lovely Teresa Lopez, who, a slight degree of separation with Teresa. Mm-hmm. See, I already brought it back to the show. <laughs> I had not seen Teresa in... 22 years since we did this movie and she was um, a young teenage actress. And I ran into her doing press She's great, for by the way. Yeah. A little movie called um, Psych 2. Yeah. Last you, last you Come Home. So I'm doing the Dennis Miller show and I see, and Teresa's there. So we have, we have a lovely reunion. Yeah. Now with this, last time I started, she was like, I don't know, 14 years old. And it's so strange to see like some like, here's this grown ass woman. That you only knew was like this child on this Disney movie. So that was my little, I had a nice little psych degree of separation with Teresa there. I love that. Thanks to Dennis Miller. I'm becoming one with my kitchen now. But the one thing that always bothers me is when leftover food sticks to my pants. If I put on loads of coconut oil or olive oil, some food residue always gets stuck on the pan and it's nasty. It also can stain. I cook a lot with like marinara's, like tomatoes, sauces and oils and it stains. But that's when I discovered Green Pan. Green Pan introduced the world to ceramic nonstick cookware that has over 150 patents to prove it. They are the leaders in creating cookware without harmful toxins. So why does making cookware with ceramic matter? It doesn't emit fumes when it's cooked, conducts heat evenly, it's super easy to clean up, and allows you to cook with less oil or butter, making the foods you cook healthier. That's literally four amazing benefits all in one pan. Aside from the various cookware collections, and they're all, they're so beautiful. Green Pan also carries kitchen appliances like slow cookers and waffle makers, bakeware and premier cutlery that's crafted from recycled steel. I love that you can feel good about it too. You know, like the carbon footprint, that part of it, all of it. It's, it's just beautiful though, what they've done, like the colors and, oh, anyway, they've got, you guys know I'm a sucker for pretty packaging. I am. I am. I'm one of those people. They've got a 60 day return policy. So you have plenty of time to make sure green pan is right for you. One thing I love about green pan. I mean, I've already named a bunch of things is their groundbreaking technology. This is what I'm saying. Like, like their pans are nonstick. They really are. I was like whipping up some hamburgers and I I made a bolognese the other night. And there was like none of that gross kind of beet, uh, a beef, residue left over or any of the sauce residue left over. I actually couldn't believe it. I thought for sure this like gorgeous pan was going to be stained. They offer your typical blacks and your grays and your stainless steels and all of that. But you, you have a pan option in pretty much every color of the rainbow. I am obsessed with their, I have their taupe. It's like this kind of grayish whitish color. It's gorgeous with gold handles. I, I, it feels like royalty. I don't know. It's so pretty. These pans are not only free of chemicals, but they're also adorable too. It's true. They're adorable. It's 2023. Are you still cooking with pans made out of plastic? Come on. Head to greenpan.us and use promo code pineapple and you'll receive 30% off your entire order. Plus free shipping on orders over $99. Do you know it's a real, this is like the craziest deal. It is. 
It's 30% off. Whether you buy one pan or a whole set, it's 30% off. So go to greenpan.us and make sure you use promo code pineapple. Take my word for it. I'm in love with these pans. Let's say hello to HelloFresh. Make mealtime easy with delicious recipes made with fresh, wholesome ingredients delivered to your door. That's right. No lines, no hassle, just great tasting meals you can whip up and enjoy in the comfort of home. March is National Nutrition Month and HelloFresh makes it easy to choose delicious dietitian approved meals. HelloFresh has 40 weekly recipes to choose from for all meal occasions, lifestyles, and preferences. Take your pick for meals like soy glazed salmon with rice or mushrooms and chive risotto. Delicious dinners are a cinch with HelloFresh's chef-crafted seasonal recipes that come with ingredients already pre-portioned. So all you have to do is cook and enjoy. HelloFresh knows you're busy. That's why they take care of meal planning and prepping, freeing up extra time in your schedule. The pre-portioned ingredients are beyond helpful when I have no interest in crafting up a homemade meal for dinner. I just take what's ever in the box, cook it in under 30 minutes and enjoy a delicious, nutritious and filling dinner. You guys, it's it's one of those things too. I just have to say this because it, it, it takes the stress out of cooking. They give me all the ingredients, instructions on how to make a tasty meal that makes me feel like I'm at an expensive restaurant, even though I'm just eating on my couch, maybe in front of the TV. But honestly, sometimes it's like impressive to guests as well. Like I feel like I get to take credit for <laughs> anyway. Um, also, if you're looking for like a fun date night activity, that's actually true. Or just lazy girls meal prep. I'm telling you, I recommend HelloFresh. It's one of those things too. A lot of recipes will say, you know, 30 minutes to, to, you know, prep time 10, cook time 30, and it's ready in 40 minutes. Two hours later, you're like still working on it. No, this is to a T. They got it down. It's so good. Anyway, so you can like count on that, which I love. Go to hellofresh.com slash pineapple60 and use code pineapple60 for 60% off. It's such a good deal. Plus free shipping. That's hellofresh.com slash pineapple60 and use code pineapple60 for 60% off at HelloFresh. Okay, so we're in the movie now. Kyle and Russell are walking down the street talking about how lucky Kyle is. And we see a poster for Seamus McTiernan, Saint of the Step. Yes. Which it. is obviously a knockoff of Riverdance because Riverdance was really hot at the time. I remember that was lo- right when it was so hot. Like that was like when it was like, yeah, go ahead. People were discovering Michael Flally and yeah. we couldn't do use Lord of the Dance. So instead they were using Saint of the Step. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <We> <laughs> the to the, the um, patron saint of steps, of, of tap steps. Go on. Uh-huh. The saint of the steps. And if you look at the coin, it really looks, it's not Celtic at all. It looks like it's ancient Greek, which is very, so and the, then the boys are at the fair, at the, at the festival. It's like shooting at the peony. They shot at some old amusement park and they're walking around. They're seeing the step dancers and Russell has a line, the feet of the bomb, but what's with the hand, what's with the arms? Here's with the arms in Irish step dancing as I've come to understand it. You know, they're always sort of thrust down next to your body. So you can't touch the person you're dancing with. Leave it to the right. Irish Catholics to make sure you can't touch your partner. Touch anybody, yeah. <laughs> so then we could see, we get, to the, we get the big reveal of our hero slash villain, Seamus McTiernan, mm-hmm. with his jet black hair in his green satin blossomer shirt, Glory. Mm-hmm. The pants. And um, let's talk about the hair and those incredibly severe side, Elvis sideburns. I love them. Love them. Yeah. You look like Elvis. <laughs> I had that note at one point. I'm like... Good God, you should have played Elvis then. They went to Austin instead. So the hair is very, you'll notice, really, really jet black because the way they timed this sucker out, the schedule was kind of odd. That One of the first things we shot was the bat, was the end of the movie where, spoiler alert, shockingly handsome, Seamus Return and turns into the evil Fear Derek, that crazy leprechaun. Yes. Oh, you rascal. So my hair was 
orange for that scene. So they, they had to dye my hair orange immediately to shoot the end of the movie. So yeah. every day they would airbrush my hair black. Oh my God. That's why it's so black too. That's why Cause it's, it's like it's painted. It's none more black. Yeah. It was literally airbrush. It was paint. Yeah. So as I'm dancing, well, you'll notice that, um, I don't want to really crush some people's hopes and dreams right now, but you'll notice there's never shot. There's rarely shot a full shot of me with my face and dancing because they gave me three whole lessons to, um, learn Irish step dancing, which is something that like Irish American kids and Irish kids start learning how to do when they're like five years old, they start learning, training how to step dance. So they give me three lessons. I will give myself this credit. I did learn like three steps that I sort of repeated and repeated. There's one shot, just one, where you catch either the tail end or very beginning of a step before they cut away from you. I did catch that. And I was like, okay, he must have learned one step. I did learn. Yeah, I learned a couple of things I could do. And then okay, um, all right. I was very proud. I, I was able to get the heel click, which is not an easy thing to do. It's like, but it I looks the thing very that good. You, you like, there's a certain posture that. Yes, it's, it's all very like, and feet, 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 somebody else's feet, 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 feet. And cut to me, arms up in the air. Yeah, but you got it. Like you have the posture perfectly, even if you don't have the the you're, the feet. Also, you're like you just for me anyway. I just kept like staring. I was like, oh my god, look at him, look at him. I wasn't I didn't even care about the, that. I wasn't seeing the feet. It's like it was he just really you is the saint being of the step. so big. I was like, I loved it. Okay, go on. And that opening monologue was so like just dripping with um, mildly offensive Irish stereotypes. <laughs> so I apologize yeah. to all my Irish friends and listeners. Yeah, it's the great, accent though, is um. Is the accent I was, you know, I was joking. It's hoity, 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 hoity. Oh, you've got me lucky. You're after me lucky charms. Yeah. So but it's it was very, good. Again, much like the um, three lessons, the three dancing lessons I got, they gave me like, they actually hired a, a, a dialect coach for this. Yeah. Which I think we had three sessions together. So I didn't get a lot of time to really perfect the, the, the accent like I would have liked to. As you know me, after Gallon, like I, I'm pretty into my accents. Yeah. You're very good. So at I really that. wanted this one to be perfect. It's not as absolutely. Um, Horrible as I thought it was, but it's, what do you it's, mean? It's like not even horrible. It's not even bad. I love it. It's, it's just also, little, it's a little on the nose cliche. It's a Disney movie. It's like it's, it's a, a Disney movie it. about leprechauns <laughs> and, and evil and leprechauns at that. And so the, the it should be the most exaggerated version of that accent. It's so good. Then I was realizing it's not just Lucky Charms. It's also Irish Spring. Like remember the old Irish Spring commercial for yes. Irish Spring soap? Yes. And I like it too. A fine manly scent. And I like it too. I like the Irish spring commercials. Look, I was watching this movie and I, there were a couple shots, you know, where I was like, okay, yeah, I know what I'm in for. I kind of know what I'm in for. But I really was impressed, Tim. I was impressed with the oh accent. I was God. impressed with the whole look. And I was impressed with this like power. Like you have, I mean, you obviously have that. You played a king. So, you know, but like, I'm like, you naturally have that. But like to see this kind of like, just a hint of evil and then the real evil. For those of you who can't see it, I'm beaming right now. I'm so pleased. I'm pleased. As, I'm chuffed as they would say. Well, let's just say I also want to throw this out because it speaks to how good of an actor you are. Tim does not do sports. <laughs> you know, so you God, you know me so well. And yet here you were. I was like, oh, my gosh, here we go. Here we go. Just a badass. It was like. <laughs> It was badass, Tim. Badass. It was very, very badass. I was very proud of you. And I thought it looked, uh, I thought you looked great. God bless you. I am so pleased to hear you say that. It's true. We got to the sports part and I was like, oh boy, here we go. Okay. I got a lot to talk about with the sports part. Okay. So back to the dancing. They had, again, not to break your hearts, 
there was a, a very talented dance double who did, who's shot the feet and, um, and maybe a bit of a butt double. And the, there was a shot of, uh, this gentleman's derriere in the leather pants. So it was my first time in leather pants, although it was not my last time in leather pants because, uh, those of you who watch Gallivant, the glory that was Gallivant, King Richard had some gall- some, uh, leather pants that gotta say, I kind of like the leather pants. I really wanted to be, um, Jim Morrison. Oh, so you get, you really realize why rock stars go for the leather pants because there's a certain power that comes from. Yeah. So maybe that's where, if you're talking about that, that stature and that, um, power that Seamus had Max, I think, I think it all boils down to the leather pants. I think it does. I like this. It's like when Lasseter puts on his holster, you know, exactly. when Seamus puts on his leather pants, he's, there's just, he's all in. Stopping him. He's all in. Yeah. Look out ladies. So when we're at the fair, we meet old Grandpa O'Reilly, played by another six degrees, psych degree of separation, played by the amazing Henry Gibson, mm-hmm. who our psych degree of separation is. Henry was in Blues Brothers, directed by our, our longtime, many, oftentimes director, John Landis, the legend. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. And Henry was, Henry was an amazing man. Like, Henry was started out like, not started out, but Henry was in laughing, like classic, classic American comedy. And Henry was 66 at the time. So he's actually the one that I was hanging out with. I wasn't hanging out with the kids. Right. You always, you do gravitate toward like, you know, the, the, uh, the actors, you love stories. You like to gather, learn, you know, I could see you being a little bit like, like, Oh, let me talk to this guy. Our world wrestles with complex issues of waste disposal, pollution, and sustainability. I mean, I, for one, am a sucker for a good plastic straw every once in a while, you know? But this got me thinking, how can I give back to my planet? How can I help end the problem of overflowing landfills? Where can I even start? Then I got a Lomi. Lomi allows me to turn my food scraps into dirt with the push of a button. Lomi is a countertop electric composter that turns scraps into dirt in under four hours. There's no smell when it runs and it's really quiet. Thanks to Lomi, I have way less garbage each week from like three bags to one. Since I got my Lomi, I throw out way less garbage. That means it's not going to landfills and producing methane. Instead, I turn my waste into nutrient-rich dirt that I can feed to my plants. I feel great knowing that I am composting and creating soil instead of waste. I have a basically limitless supply of dirt for my garden. And you all know, I love my plants. Well. I mean, the, you know, I have plants. I'll start my garden one day, my, my whole garden. But right now I got my plants and it still works. I learned that food waste makes up a huge portion of our personal carbon footprint. By reducing the amount of food I send to the landfill, I am helping do my part. My Lomi works with a wide array of materials like fruit and vegetable scraps, coffee grounds, and filters, and filters, eggshells, paper towels, cardboard, and even meat scraps and bioplastics. Basically, all of the trash I'd be throwing away in my garbage can, it goes into my Lomi. Plus, putting my trash into my Lomi has become a part of my daily schedule now. If you want to start making a positive environmental impact or just make cleanup after dinner that much easier, Lomi is perfect for you. Head to Lomi.com slash pineapple and use promo code pineapple to get 50 off your Lomi. That's $50 off when you head to Lomi, L-O-M-I dot com slash pineapple and use promo code pineapple at checkout. Food waste is gross. Let Lomi save you a cold trip out to the garbage can. Thrive Cosmetics has to be one of my favorite makeup brands at the moment. Whenever I see a turquoise product arrive at my house, I know it's going to be great. I just went to these Oscar parties and I love working with my friend Anton. He's like this incredible makeup artist. Anyway, I'm talking to him about Thrive and how much I love their stuff. He opens up his kit and 
it's like he has several of the products that I'm talking about how much I love. He's obsessed with them as am I. And we, so we use them. And I was like, I have to talk about this on the podcast because I was using for this makeup, which is some of the, my most favorite makeup I've ever used and like ever had. Most of it was Thrive. Anyway, just throwing that out there. That's how obsessed I am with this stuff. I have been singing Thrive's praises about their mascara because it is simply incredible. And I genuinely cannot go a day without using it. And cause is in the name for a reason. Every purchase supports organizations that help communities thrive. The Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara is the first vegan tubing mascara and has more than 20,000 five-star reviews, all from me. The mascara mimics the look of lash extensions without damaging glue or expensive salon prices. I love that so much. And it lasts all day without clumping or smudging or flaking. But the best part is it's easy removal. Their tubing formula slides off with warm water and a washcloth, no soap required. It's true. Thrive Cosmetics message is also so incredible and inspiring. For every mascara, eye brightener, lip gloss, other makeup item purchase, Thrive Cosmetics donates to help women emerging from homelessness, surviving domestic abuse, fighting cancer, and more. I love to support a company that gives back and makes women feel beautiful at the same time. I love it so much. From day one, giving has been a part of Thrive Cosmetics DNA. Thrive Cosmetics works with hundreds of partner organizations that empower many marginalized communities. Thrive Cosmetics philanthropy team identifies great nonprofits that help communities thrive and works closely with them to make sure their donations are making an impact. You have to try Thrive Cosmetics to see for yourself. I am just, I can't say enough about it. Right now, you can get an exclusive 15% off your first order when you visit thrivecosmetics.com slash pineapple. That's thrivecosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S.com slash pineapple for 15% off your first order. Yes. So Henry and I would go basically like he'd get a bottle and we'd go hang out somewhere in the hotel and make our own bar. And tell I love that. Shit. That doesn't surprise me one bit. Yeah, Gibson was in, I loved, I really loved hanging out with Henry. Also, that's very Irish. True. Eventually, the boys find the evil Seamus McTernan hanging out with his henchmen in a bar. Although it's not a bar, it's a restaurant. Mm -hmm. And they're singing Irish folk songs. Mm -hmm. Like you do Mm -hmm. when you're an evil leprechaun Mm -hmm. who wants to be king of the leprechauns. So I've got, I've got a pint with, pint glass with me. And I wanted like a pint of Guinness, but because it's Disney, they couldn't have, I couldn't have a pint of beer. So we just had like a half a pint of root beer. That is what I was singing. I was sort of like pounding the tables with. Okay, here's the, um. The psychotic moment in this scene to my life. The big song we sing is a song called Molly Malone's or Molly Malone. Sort of this classic Irish folk song, which I still have, have it running with my head all the time. And the reason it's psychotic is hold while I drink my shoes coffee. It's not, it's not so, so cute. Well, it's St. Patty's. So, you know, it's okay if there's a little whiskey. I was very good last night. I didn't eat hair of the dog. You didn't? I kept, I kept it very under control last yeah, night. Yeah, I didn't either. I actually didn't either. I did have champagne yesterday that I put green food coloring in. That happened. (laughs) Perfect. I'll send a picture. (laughs) So the reason Molly Malone, that song is so important to me in my life. During the late 80s, early 90s, my favorite bar and sort of pretty much hangout was a bar on Fairfax called Molly Malone's. It's Irish Irish bar that I spent a lot of time in Molly Malone's. So much so that like I had my 21st birthday at Molly Malone's. You did? I did, yeah. And um, Lily's 21st is actually coming up soon. Oh. You got to go there. So I think, I think on the, I think we're going to do something else on her actual birthday, but at some points when she gets her, like her ID that she can now show, cause she's all excited to show her 21st that she's 21 legally can drink in, a, in LA. I think we're going to go to Molly's. I love it. And to have a wee black and tan. But uh, so at Molly's, so not only did it, was there all the time, cause it was, it was walking distance to my apartment at the time 
or bike riding distance. So there was a bartender there named Patrick Thornton that he and I became pretty good friends. And, th- and this, it, this it just comes back to a psych story. The reason that um, Patrick was born, which by the way, if anyone's in Chicago psychos, I've lost track of Patrick Thornton. He, he was from Chicago. He's so long since left LA and I cannot track it. So if you know a local actor in Chicago named Patrick Thornton, hit me up on the socials, would you please? Because Patrick became a dear friend so much so that he brought me into his theater company. You know, there was the first theater company in LA I was, ever, I was ever in called Blue Line Theater Company. And Patrick directed Park Boys. And we know Park Boys from previous episodes because it's, it's, it's where the, the phrase, the skinny-armed Tim Amundsen came from. Ha! So it was all very um, full circle with Patrick. And then Patrick, after he left Molly's, he went to, be, he went to Tim Bar at Formosa, which was my other sort of hangout, the Formosa Cafe, where Maggie, where did I have my 50th birthday? Yeah, I remember. I loved it. Formosa, it was when they reopened. So Molly Malone's has had a big uh, impact on my life, all the different um, dominoes in my life. I love that. The skinny arm Tim Momsen all came from Molly's and, and Patrick Thornton. Wow. Psychos, you got to find him. So again, Molly's and that singing that song was very important. Now we're going to skip to the um, mix, the, the, the bet with uh, Seamus. Uh-huh. Of the I Can Beat You at Sports. I don't know if this is the sport you were talking about, but I think you were talking about probably the basketball scene. I'm talking about all the sports, the Irish sports and the basketball scene. It's so good. So as we're out, we shot those playing the Tolchin games out at this um, right. golf course golf course in the middle of Salt Lake City. And I've got the line where I say, like, do you know nothing about your heritage? Do you know nothing about your heritage? Do you know nothing about your heritage, boy? What do I do, I do? What do I do, what do, what do, what do I do? It's the Tolchin games. They've been played in Ireland for 3,000 years. <sighs> so nobody knew how to, how to pronounce the word Tolchin, which I still may have. So I get a cell phone and I, um, I dial LA411 and I call... Um, I call Ireland's 32 and I asked for Marty, the bartender, because he and I became sort of pals. Mm-hmm. And Marty's there. And I knew Marty would know how to say this word. So I literally asked the bartender at Ireland 32. Oh my God. Hey, how, do you say the, how do you say this word? So he, tell, he told me how to, how to pronounce the word. Oh my God. I love it. All because of Patrick Thornton and Molly Malone's. All, all because of Patrick Thornton and Molly Malone's. You knew how to pronounce words. So that we're not the games part and um, wrestling bit where I think I actually, I might've gotten a little over exuberant wrestling with Kylan. Or Ryan, I think I actually did flip Mona's back by there mistake. Were a couple, there were a couple times I was like, you should be in bubble wrap. Why are you not in bubble wrap? <laughs> Why are you doing this? <laughs> and then oh, I was like, okay. Gonna come. So now okay. we move to the, the basketball court. Mm-hmm. The basketball portion of this movie is my greatest, greatest nightmare. First of all, let's look at the wardrobe. Skin, <laughs> you, skin hate arm, stick, you hate it so much. <laughs> stick arms Amundsen. Yeah. In a, in a tank top. Yeah. Short, short shorts. Yeah. With, with stick, stick legs. <laughs> not just stick arms, the stick legs. In front of a crowd of 300, 300 background performers, I was horrified. Yeah. Absolutely mortified and horrified. They, but I'm sure, you pulled it off. You really pulled it off. It was the joy of quick editing. How, how did you shrink your head so fast in that last part? How did you shrink so fast? <laughs> I was like, what is happening right now? It was good. <laughs> Maggie, it was movie magic. Wait, what? Because no, I'm I, back to full size. Oh, I do, I do, I do. So I'm just funny. a chameleon. It, it, was, it was really to get the hands to go so small. Oh, oh. And to, and to shoot up in the sky and then go into Lake Erie. It's amazing. But that, so the makeup was like, it was like good old fashioned, like hours, hours and hours of makeup to get the, um, the cheeks and the nose and all that stuff. And they were very sweet. Somewhere in my bare to my office, I have my, my pointy ear in, in loose sight. As I left, they, they gave me my ear. Hopefully I'll find in time. I probably won't be in time for this episode, but. Oh my God, I love it. Just know that someday when you come in my office is, is unburied and uncluttered. There's a, there's a loose oh, sight sure. ear. Oh, there's a loose sight Vulcan ear. I beg my pardon. Um, leprechaun ear. Oh my God, I love it. 
When I put on the Twitter yesterday, a little luck there-ish, my reference. The comments I got are so hard when we didn't know that like so many young people grew up watching this movie and they cherished it and loved it, which is just amazes me. So no, and then, it's, like, a, it's a, them, a real, it's a real classic of that, like sort of, you know, fairy tale Disney world. Those movies were massive then. I miss them. And, I think and it was my first, it was my first Disney villain. Yeah. First Disney villain. And you were Psychic so good premonition. at it. Thank you so much. Well, I think I speak um, for everyone though. When I say like, I feel like you're the standout of the movie. The accent is perfect. I don't care if you think it's too much. It is not too much. It is perfect. And your river dancing is so believable that I didn't even miss seeing your feet. And also, and of course our hardcore psych listeners, and I'll, I'll, no, please, I'll, I'll sorry to interrupt you because I'll let you give it back to compliment me immediately. Our um, eagle eyed psychos know that in the musical episode of psych, I do an homage to Luck of the Irish. Yep. While Dulé's doing his tap dancing bit, and I'm yep. sure we'll talk about this when we get to the musical episode. I did my three steps that I still remembered from Seamus. So I kept, I, I was able to get a little bit of Seamus and Luck of the Irish into Psych, which actually Aww, made it in the movie. And part I of my Psych, that. of That's course, Dulé is doing amazing, like real, yeah. not real, not that it's any different than, like he's doing his amazing tap dancing. Right. Up on the stairs while I'm just doing my, my little own. Um, right. Pathetic. A little jig. Irish step dancing. Your Irish step dancing. Well, let's get, let's get to these fan questions because there's a lot oh here. My God. And, and I got to so, thank you for being so generous. Uh, yeah, I love watching it and I loved watching you. And then when you text me and you were like, oh, I've always been a little shy. I'm like, why? My best friend. Tim. What would you do if you were a leprechaun for a day? Of course, we'd spend much more time on the west coast of Ireland. Oh, yes. I did go back to the Cliffs of Moher. We took, during, in between um, scenes of Gallivant, series of Gallivant, the girls came out to meet me in, in Ireland and we took, uh, in London, we took this amazing, the Ireland, the Ireland trip we always wanted to. So in 2015, we took this really epic trip to Ireland and we're dying to go back. I posted a picture on the social yesterday of a shot of Guinness or a pint of Guinness and a shot of Jameson. Yeah. Which was my first Guinness in Ireland. They always say that Guinness tastes different in Ireland. Oh. It absolutely does. There's no comparison to a pint of Guinness in Ireland versus in America or anywhere else in the world. I don't know why. It's something about the travel. So the first thing I would do is I would, if I were in a leprechaun, is I would go back to Ireland and I would drink many, many pints of Guinness. Yeah. In Ireland. Because in fact, I also never talked about this last night because we both had we had a, a Guinness draft. I love that. Is that the nice people Guinness sent me? Or my I Guinness love sweater? it. I love it. That's so we cool. Like, but we both went, um, yeah, this isn't the same. It's still, it's still fine. But, and thank you're, you, nice people Guinness. You're so like classy about it. I was like, if I were leprechaun for a day, I'd just like, I'd spend the whole pot of gold because I knew I was <laughs> only going to be leprechaun for a day and I'd go crazy. So I'd just be like, yeah, give me all the coins. I'm going to spend all the money. <laughs> so once I turn back, it's not like I missed anything. I got all the, I got all the goods. I got all the leprechaun goods. And you're like, I would like to go to the northern coast of Ireland and drink Guinness. Way, way more poetic and beautiful, Tim. I would, of course, Seamus' dreams would have been come true. And he would become the king of the leprechauns ah. and the, the king of Ireland by then. Um, who from Luck of the Irish would make a guest appearance on Psych 4? Ooh. Well, I know who I want to make an appearance in Psych 4. Seamus McTiernan. <laughs> we don't even have to pay the actor extra. He'll already be there, but I, I, I want I can, an appearance. Can, if I have enough time to work on the accent, I'll do it. I could. I mean, it doesn't oh, get well, better. Who else are we going to want to see? I already know the storyline. What? Carlton watched Luck of the Irish with Lily, his daughter. Oh. 
and he could um he could tell the stories. Oh, I love um, it. I love it so much. And, uh, um, I love it so much. Hey, Tim, favorite Lucky Charms marshmallow shape. <laughs> well, I'm going to go the four leaf clover. This is what I based my, my entire accent on. I love it. So we have moons. We have the shamrock. Oh, we have a horseshoe. Good luck. A rainbow, a shooting little shooting star. Uh, it looks like a balloon and a unicorn. What do we, what do we got, Tim? What's your favorite? Mine's the I'm shamrock. I'm going with, the, with the, the green clovers. Or the clover. Yeah. The green clover. That's me too. That's mine too. What was the audition process like? God, I don't to remember. remember. Just, <laughs> it's so uh, I think funny. It was just, I, I really don't remember. I didn't have to step dance. I know that much. I had to do the accent. I just, the process was just go in, do my most menacing, soon to be Carlton Laster, but with this, with my Lucky Charms accent. Yeah. And somehow they bought it and I got the job. It's so funny when we think back on audition processes from that long ago, it's like, it's, it's crazy. I did model behavior around the same time you did this. And I like, I don't remember the audition process whatsoever. I do remember shooting it though. You what, know, we have to do an, a uh, bonus episode on model behavior next. Um, oh, we should. What would Maggie's role be in luck of the Irish? Does Seamus have like a sidekick, like a, like a partner in crime? <gasps> Is it of like, course, yeah, you would have to be, uh, yeah. Cause he's got, um, he's, he's got, got a, a henchman, henchmen. but doesn't he need a lady? I feel like he needs a hench lady. Maggie would be Seamus's right hand hench lady. Hey, I love that. That's what I want to be. I almost forgot the best story. Yes. What? What? So while they, um, in addition, to my three lessons, so I learned my steps, right? And they give me, they let me take home some, some step dancing shoes. And I was living up in this house up in Laurel Canyon. And um, I'd go out in the carport and kind of practice my steps. It was so embarrassing because it was, it would just echo across the canyon. Again, yeah. I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah. So I'd kind of, I'd go to the sort of, I'd go to the edge of the uh, carport and sneak out, peek my little head out, make sure nobody was coming nearby. Then she would occasionally like stick her, stick her head out the door like, what the hell are you doing? I'm like, I'm trying to practice. I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> but this house, and here's the site connection to it. This house was actually, we lived on a street. The house was owned by the godfather of, an actor named Corbin Mertzen. Corbin actually lived up around the corner. So Corbin's oh my God. godfather, Beach, owned this house. Oh my God. And when Corbin was a young man, Beach put him to work digging the pylons to, so Corbin actually helped build this house that I lived in. That's crazy. That I was now step dancing, embarrassingly, sheepishly trying to do my echoey, very loud echoey, um, <laughs> fumble step dancing in the carport for all the neighbors to hear and laugh at. Oh, hilarious. That's a good psych degree of separation. So the question is, what, what would your character's hench, henchwoman's name be? Oh, I mean, maybe my own, Margaret O'Cassidy. No, I got it. You'd be Shiv. You'd be Siobhan. Siobhan. I like Siobhan. That's good. Siobhan. So we'd call you Shiv. McTiernan. Or what would my last name be? I don't know. Sh uh, Shiv, Shiv O'Hara. Oh, Shiv O'Hara. Oh, my God. How did, could we have missed that? <laughs> Duh. Oh, I love it. I like to yell things like, O'Hara. <laughs> Can I have my shoes, please? O'Hara. I like it. Okay, if one of your parents was any type of mythical creature, what would you want it to be? I'm going to go with unicorn. I was going to go with unicorn. Oh my God, we're so in sync. I would totally want to be unicorn. I would be, I want one of my parents to be a unicorn for sure. Or a Pegasus so we could fly. Even better. You know that every year in Kentucky, bringing, bring, bringing a whole uh, full circle thing around, for the Kentucky Derby, we have a, the Pegasus Parade. How cool you is that? You do not. Swear to God. I love the symbol of the Pegasus. And when I was little, the last of the unicorns was this movie that I loved. 
And in the movie, they, they talk about, you know, how much I love the ocean and I love the whatever. And so they talk about how when the sun hits the ocean, all those sparkles are actually the unicorns. So there's like the scene where like they all like they like can come out of the water or they can retreat or whatever. So every time I see the ocean, I still think of the last of the unicorns and I'm like, oh, look at all the unicorns in the water. I have learned so much about uh, you this episode. I know. It's not even know, a psych episode. A I'm learning so much about my it's best friend. A, it's a lot. It's a lot. So so we're both unicorn Pegasus unicorn. I love it. It brings it back to Kentucky too. the Pegasus parade. I love it. Perfection. That's our this episode, was, guys. This was we, shockingly Tim, fun. We made it. It's a whole episode. We did it. God, I love this podcast. <laughs> Me too. It's so fun. It's the best hour ever. It's the best hour of the week. It's the best hour I, of the week. I absolutely concur. Um, Shiv O'Hara. Shiv, Shiv O'Hara. Thank you for sharing all of your stories. And thank you for making luck of the Irish for all of us <laughs> to enjoy and still be talking about 22 years later. Thank you for being so generous and kind with your reviews of my work in this movie. It's amazing. Horty, 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 horty. And on that note, I want to thank all of you listeners with your enthusiasm yeah. on the socials for the history of this little Disney movie and what it's meant to you in your lives. Yeah. And thank you for growing up with me and following us to Psych. Thank you, Tim, for podcasting the shit out of the luck of the Irish episode. We you really hoity 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 the hoity 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 the shit out of this one. We would do it. Sorry, actually, no, I can say it differently. We hoity 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 the shite out of it. There it is. There it is. This movie had everything we could dream of: basketball, leprechauns, a magic coin, Tim with red hair. I'm so glad we got to talk about this infamous movie. And who knows? Maybe we'll do a model behavior next, or as Steve says, luck of the Irish model. Uh, don't forget to follow us on our Instagram at the psychologists are in and our Twitter at psychologist pod. Please check us out at our Patreon as well. Patreon.com slash psychologists are in for full video episodes of the pod. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games.